Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is September 3rd, 2022. It's Fightful Wrestling. We're here to talk about WWE Clash at the Castle. We've got Denise Salcedo, who is in technically uh, probably outside of Chicago, but she's near Chicago right now. I'm in Hoff. I'm in Hoffman Estates. There we so, go. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going pretty good, actually. Here for All nice. Out. I'm excited to be here. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video, share it on social media. You can get super chats or humper chats. And I know we're going to have a whole lot of you that are listening live for the first time because a lot of you are in the UK watching this UK show. And we're very excited to have you. We're here after Raw, SmackDown, Rampage, Dynamite, Impact, NXT, every major pay-per-view. We've got weekly uh, news shows as well. And I'll tell you more about FightfulSelect.com. But I'll go ahead and hit you with a teaser. After this show, I'm going to hit you guys with some out-of-the-left-field Bray Wyatt news. Because I know a lot of people got worked into a shoot thinking Bray Wyatt was going to be here tonight. He wasn't. He ain't here. We'll talk more about that on FightfulSelect.com, the leading exclusive wrestling news service out there. Only $5. But hey, you're here right now. So send in a super chat. Send in a humper chat. That's how you get your question or statement red on the air it's how we justify all of denise's raises it's how we do all that so send in super chats or you can go to humperchats.com or humperchat.com and get your questions or statements in before we go on the air as well let's go ahead and get into it this was Clash. a crazy night it was it was what the man the the audience was just lit. It, I mean, literally and figuratively. The lighting looked incredible. The, the venue looked incredible. It was packed. The production was good. The lighting just in the crowd. If people are there, show me people are there. 
that way you don't have to cut to so many people and like have their facial reactions. You can see them jumping up in the background. I love the minimized entrance as well. That was cool. I don't need a giant Titan Tron there. I can see what's going on. If they got video screens hanging from the ceiling, they're all right. What did you think of the way this looked? Uh, first and foremost, man, I just got to say, it looked really freaking awesome. Like all the people, it just looked really cool. Uh, it, it, it looked a little bit different to me too, because if you notice to the right side, from what we were seeing on the right side of the screen, there seemed to be like a lot more people. So like the ring didn't look centered, but I think that's probably just like by design of the actual uh, building. So it did kind of throw me off for a second, but it just, it, it didn't matter because there were so many people there. Uh, and I'm so happy. Like this is how you know that they were, really thrilled about how many people were there was the fact that they were actually lit and that you could see them so that was freaking awesome even though we had a long uh walkway i still didn't feel like the entrances felt too long either like given how much they had to actually walk it felt like it went through really fast yeah uh there, there's i thought this was a, a pretty pretty well done pay-per-view it didn't feel like it was three plus hours at all didn't feel like it at all so uh I'm excited to get into this and talk about it. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. Jake Truman says, I feel like the Bray Wyatt news you have isn't good. I wouldn't say it's good or bad. I would just say it's it's kind of, I didn't expect it type of thing. JoJo says, enjoyed every match except for Liv Shayna. Thank God Roman won. Cody has to win. It's okay, Sean. They ran out of Bray, just like uh, someone on Twitter claimed. Very, very clever. Very clever. And it's Knuckles says, if the Cincinnati Reds were a wrestler, who would they be? Jinder Mahal. Oh, man, that's bad. It's like, well, here's the thing. They have been to the mountaintop, but they ain't getting back anytime soon. That ain't happening. Well, I'll tell you what did happen. Madcap Moss and Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Alpha Academy. We'd reported on Fightful Select. Um Austin Theory got his name back. I believe Dave Meltzer said that he didn't even want his name back. He was like, I like Theory. This happened with some other people, too. We saw Pete Dunn with the Pete Dunn gear last night, although he's still butch internally. Uh, we saw Matt Riddle get Matt Riddle back instead of just Riddle. Triple H said that was to add a little bit of realism to it. Riddle also didn't mind uh, losing his name as well. Seth Rollins is still Seth freaking Rollins, for those asking. T-Bar hasn't changed in any way either, but I really enjoyed this six-man tag match, and they do six-man tags really good, but specifically the, I don't even know if they have a name for it, but the Doomsday Blockbuster over the top rope, outside the ring, onto the pile, was amazing stuff. Um, Angelo Dawkins keeps on showing out. Madcap Moss was fired up. How'd you feel about this? Sean, you know what I'm going to say right now. You, you haven't watched the free show match. You never do. I, dude, I was, I literally got to my hotel probably five minutes before the pay-per-view started. I was at another gig and then I came over here and I got here as fast as I could to watch the main show. I left early. Wow. I left early to make it to the main show. Did I miss it? Like, did do you think that it, I should go back and watch the pre-show match? Just that one spot. Just that one spot. I heard Roman Reigns just walked out of the press conference. After an Alex McCarthy question, which is great. What do you think he asked him? Uh, I don't know. What do you think he asked him? I'll, I'll play. Is it anything? I'll like play. Him? Hold on. Oh, wait. Go. I'll play the role of Alex McCarthy. Funny you claim to want to be acknowledged when you can't get the job done without your cousins. 
and then Roman's walks out. If you have a pull, if you just like button up your polo a little bit more, I think you nailed yeah. Alex All completely. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love Alex, oh, but yeah. that's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> My buddy Alex. I, I love you, Alex McCarthy. So he goes, So tell me, Roman, where's the wise man? Why he here? Kind of curious, isn't it? And there you go. You, you don't need to watch the press conference, guys. Oh, there you God. Go. I didn't even know there was a press conference. Damn, Love. we should have gone, Sean. We should have been right now in okay. Wales. So somebody asked me like if I, if I was going to go, and I was like, well, one, no. It's my anniversary weekend, birthday weekend, so I'm not going anywhere. Two, it is all-out weekend. That kind of did take priority in, in the past. But three, like Chill. I would – no, I mean that's where I would have been. It's a lot closer. It wouldn't have cost as much. But I like, know, I'm just. I imagine the dirty looks I would have got taking up time from the UK media, who doesn't all get to travel here every few months for shows. Sean, it's called show business, not show friends. If anybody that's... had a problem with you being there, you should have been like, "Well, I'm here to make no. money." <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I, I would have. I would have gone. I would have gone had the tickets were not like seventeen hundred dollars to fly over there. I don't need to. I don't need to be there to do my job. I don't need to be there. That's what Double or Nothing showed me. I would not have been able to work that MJF story nearly as much if I was actually there. Uh, contrary to what some irrelevant guys from WCW have to think, um, I wouldn't have been able to work that story nearly as much if I were there than if I was home. So that's why I've been not traveling to as many. Uh, Todd Starr says first 95% of the show was great. Last 5%, not so much. Considering where those numbers were six weeks ago, I'll take it. Marathon, not a sprint. I gotta, I gotta agree. I gotta agree. And <laughs> God says, uh, that guy asked Roman how he felt about the crowd. Well, I mean, that's just Roman's way of getting out of it. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's just kayfabe. Well, we got Bailey, Dakota, EO Sky defeating Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. Bailey pins Bianca Belair. The first time Bianca's been pinned all year. Gonna tell you why I don't have a problem with this. It is a six person tag. There are a lot of factors at play here. Bailey needed a win over Bianca Belair. Absence does make the heart grow fonder, Denise, but. I know that Bailey left with a title shot on the table, but she had lost like three or four in a row to Bianca already. So I think it's very important. And the fact that Bianca hasn't been pinned at all this year, I think goes an awful long way. Uh, the crowd, however, boy, did they like Bailey. They still remember the Bailey that came over there and they chanted for her. What do you think of this match? Okay, so first and foremost, I do want to shout out the crowd because I thought they were phenomenal throughout the night. But it was instantly, like the second that, you know, this opening match started, you could hear like the, you know, the excitement and the chance and obviously, you know, different uh, style and reaction to what you tend to get with the American crowds. And I like that because if you're going someplace else, I like to see those differences in how uh, the crowd reacts to certain things and how just the how the crowd basically implements their own like uniqueness and whatnot into the show so that was really enjoyable to watch but um and i will say this like in regards to the match itself i i will say this i personally think and only because of the second match that followed i think that this that 
I didn't think it was the perfect opener for the show because of the match that followed. I thought that the opener should have just been a little bit more um, hotter. I, I liked this opening match with the women, but I did think that there could have been just a little bit more to really give it that like opening match type of feel. And I don't really feel that I got that except from like the crowd itself that was giving it to the actual uh, match and whatnot. I did love a lot of the spots that they did. Uh, oh my God, my favorite thing in this match was literally Asuka just like going at it to Io and just like hitting her with each and every single body part that she had uh that was probably my favorite in regards to uh uh Bailey pinning Bianca I liked it I liked it so much because to me it wasn't like oh my god how could they do that to Bianca no I didn't see it like that at all instead I saw it more so as like good this is basically telling us pay attention because there's going to be more to come here um with this story with bailey and bianca so personally i was a fan of that uh i also loved um Dakota Kai taking out Alexa Bliss on the outside. I really just kind of like like those levels of aggression. But other than that, I did like a couple of spots, but I just feel that it did need a little bit more to really be like this opening match on this big, big show. So uh, I am going to have notes from the post-show press conference here as they come in. Uh, also, I want to thank Luis, who does a great job moderating for us. A lot of work, uh, This a lot of work, for him this weekend but also if you're interested in even more after this fightful select has sour graps uh the review with alex and kate going up concurrently i agree with you on the bianca belair booking she hasn't been pinned this year it's been like since november since she got pinned so i'm all for it here uh mr cj Lilly says alexa made her pri- her account private again iwc sucks i mean i don't think what that's happened fair. i don't beats me beats me but um, I always miss the social media drama. I didn't always. See I, I didn't, didn't see anything, anything either. <laughs> but I did hear a big change in commentary. I can't remember if it was, I think it was Michael Cole or maybe it was Corey Graves, either one. But one of them brought up EO's sister Mio Shirai being in a stable with Asuka in Japan back in the day. Six weeks ago, that ain't happening, Denise. Like they're not referencing anything like that. They're not bringing up hammerlock wrestling when Finn Balor is in the ring. They're not going to do that. I love this. This this adds to it. It shows us, hey, you know, even though they're they're both Japanese women, they they do have a connection, and here is that connection. You can't just assume that they face each other a bunch of times because you wouldn't assume that about two American wrestlers. So the fact that they they brought it up was great. And Michael Cole has already been an incredible an incredible revelation on commentary. I think. And because they don't do that often, it really stands out, too. Like, you hear it. Like, you catch it. You're like, wait, that's new. Yeah. And it was, like, the same thing. Like, the whole hammerlock thing. Right away, I was like, what? Oh, they're, they're throwing that out there? Okay, that's that's new. I like that, though. That's what you should do. Give us information. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I, I like this match, too. Good pace. Thought it was pretty solid. A little bit better than what you'd see on Raw. I was digging it. I really liked it. By the way, it was Michael Cole who brought it up. So, oh boy. The match I was looking forward to, and it did not disappoint, Denise. I agree. Seamus and Gunther. And it's not just Gunther. Imperium is back. And you got Ludwig Kaiser, who, by the way, uh, WDB internally has misspelled his name for like four months. They've got it. 
What, got the first with a, name or the second last in, name? It's it's on the, the internal documents and run sheets with a V, Ludwig, like Ludwig Borga, but it's Ludwig with yeah. a W. Anyway, that's something I just notice all the time. But that ain't it. They got Fabian Eichner back, and he's using the Giovanni Vinci name. I hope he keeps sort of that persona of Giovanni because I like that. It was something a little bit different. It was so funny because I recognized – when, when they started to do the vignettes, I was like, wait, I know who that is because he was literally wearing that watch when I interviewed him. Like, that's <laughs> that's how I knew who he was. You remembered the watch? Yeah, I remember the watch. It was the same watch. But <laughs> Imperium's back. This is great. We keep talking about them needing more tag teams. They got another tag team now, Denise. Uh, I am all for this. This is the way that it should have been from the very beginning. There was never a reason to keep Eichner, Eichner over on NXT. Like, no offense, but, like, from the very beginning, he should have gone with them. Because here's the thing, like, NXT 2.0, at one point, like, you know, a lot of people from the black and gold era, they just weren't fitting in anymore to the NXT 2.0 product. And so they had to do this whole revamping of his character with the Giovanni Vinci stuff. And while it's funny, it you know, it's cute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You'd see it fits the NXT 2.0 thing. Let's be real. It's nothing to really be like over the moon crazy about. Like there could have been better opportunity with him and, you know, his his two guys out there on SmackDown. So personally, I feel like this is finally what should have been happening from the very beginning. And it's just going to add more to the to the tag team division. It's going to add more to Gunther. It's going to add more just in general. This match was everything I wanted it to be. And... Unfortunately, the way in which booking made sense moving forward, it didn't make sense to have a couple of the feel-good title changes actually happen. However, whenever Sheamus does win that Intercontinental title, he is going to have an awful lot of story to play off from. They're going to have this. They're going to have the crowd reactions. They're going to have these, these, moments, these moments and this footage from this match to refer back to. I think it was three years ago, Denise, when Sheamus is out with an injury. I had somebody very high up in WWE tell me, well, we'd be very lucky if we even got one more WrestleMania out of Sheamus considering his injuries. So that was then. I think he's done his best work of his career since then. During the pandemic, he was integral. Like he was having all those bangers. He was having these incredible matches. And this one stole the show. and when everybody said, what match are you most looking forward to? What match are you most looking forward to this weekend? It had to be Gunther and, and Sheamus for me. I thought there was a serious chance that one of them might actually shit their pants in this match from hitting the other one so hard. 
This is everything I dreamed of. It was incredible, Denise. Okay, so where do I begin? All right, first and foremost, I want to start off with the little things. So if you remember on SmackDown when they everyone, all the guys were like brawling, but the whole entire time, Sheamus and Gunther were just like staring at each other like intensely, right? And then they continued that again at the start of the match where you had everybody else like, you know, fighting and whatnot. And then you had both of the guys, uh, Gunther and Sheamus, just like staring at each other. And I like that because it was almost like we were picking up where we left off from. But then from here on out, this really became like, it, it was everything that it needed to be for both of these guys. Like when you, and like, here's my thing. Like when I imagined Gunther on the main roster, when I pictured what kind of matches I wanted to see him in, this was exactly it. This was exactly what I wanted to see Gunther continue to do on the main roster. And I feel that Sheamus was the perfect opponent for that uh, for multiple reasons. He's able to bring that same credibility of like, this guy will literally fuck you up if you mess with him. Yes. And then also like, he's not going to be like, you know, there's times where you see guys, you know, chop each other right and there's one guy that you can always tell chops better than the other and there's times where the the difference is very noticeable in certain matches and in this one while you can still argue that <laughs> that Gunther's chop, chops are on another level if there wasn't this big disconnection between Sheamus and Gunther because Sheamus brought the same kind of aggression to his chops to everything that he was trying to like when he was trying to inflict pain on Gunther and this was very straightforward you don't have to be a wrestling fan to get into this match you could be a casual and i can guarantee that every single casual in that building or watching was like marking out literally just because you have two guys here very simple that wanted to fight wanted to be the better man wanted to cause pain on the other person while also trying to take as much punishment themselves as possible this top to bottom was an awesome match and we need to have more of this and i feel like this kind of uh gave back put kind of put Seamus back up there too because you know Seamus for the most part has always been like you know he's been with the company for such a long time but let's be real there's been some stuff that hasn't been all that entertaining you know every time like i mean the the piss in the face and whenever they try to have him go out there and tell jokes he he's a very charming guy as i'm sure i'm sure you've talked to him too he's a very charming guy it's just when they put it on tv again this is under vince though it's like bad stand-up comedy and they do that with a lot of their baby faces they they come out there and they tell crappy little jokes or or whatever However, I'm I'm very interested to see how things change under Triple H. So a babyface run might be completely fresh, but I do think there's such a brilliant story there for when he finally gets that IC title because he said that he wants it. And because he wants it, I want him to get it. I care about it because he cares about it. And that's what we need on the show. Because if they don't care, why do we? Why would we care about the 24-7 title when only a handful of dorks care about it and then everybody else is just like, uh, okay. We care about these mid-card titles now because we're shown that a bunch of people do care about them. And I think we need to talk about that standing ovation, too, after. Wait, I was going to say, they had one during the match, Denise. Yeah, that too. There was too. a standing ovation during the match. And it felt kind of one of those. It, it felt nice. It felt very well-deserved, very, like, a long time coming, but not just like, oh, here, pity party type of thing. No, this was, you literally yeah. put on an amazing match. Yeah, you didn't lose, but dude, mad respect for what you did. And instantly, 
instantly this was the thing that I thought of about like this match in particular is that when all of these people that got to attend this like historic show uh for them I feel like you know in, in a couple of years from now when they start to think back to this pay-per-view and what you know really stood out to them I can guarantee that this match is going to be the first match out of a lot of people's mouths just because it, it did leave that like memorable impression I thought commentary did a really good job making up for the, the power bomb that didn't go quite well. They said that Sheamus did his best to sit up. That way he wouldn't take the damage on the back of his head and the, his back instead on his tailbone. Good. Corey Graves has been in the ring. He knows what he's doing. He knows like when something doesn't go right and he covers for these people. And I love that. Also love Sheamus using the, the Celtic cross again. I love a good crucifix power bomb. All the time. Like, I, I just love it. I, this this match was amazing. We got uh, Ragov saying, wouldn't mind Imperium taking the gold from the Usos. I could see that happening. Uh, Flame Inc. says, WWE Trios titles. We're seeing a bunch of three-man teams lately. Sheamus Group, Imperium, New Day, Bloodline. I say no. Don't get ahead of yourself. We're just fixing the tag team division as of now. Like, wait, wait a little bit before we get that going. Would I love to see it? Yeah, but what I'd love to see more is them in a position to need them. Like I know Legato is coming up soon too. And KE775 says, feels like LBF is headed to raw. Did you know about Imperium reforming? I didn't, I had no idea. Uh, I know that triple H wanted to do it, but or triple H didn't want them split, but how, how are you feeling about trios Imperium and Legato? Uh, here's the thing. And if we had a division that had like so many teams and like, if we had enough food to go around for this division, I would say, hell yeah. Trios titles for sure. Why not? But given that we are, that our tag team division is pretty much starving right now. I still feel we're still working at it, right? Things are still trying to get back up there. I'm sorry. I rather first see them really uh, stack up their tag team division a lot more, make it more of a solid division. Give us more out of it, period. Before we get into trios, I think it's too uh, premature yet to start talking about trios well if you're starving for some vitamins some nutrition athleticgreens.com slash fightful has your back let me tell you you want to be drinking your multivitamin you don't want to be taking a tablet it'll pass right through you it's not that great doesn't absorb as well but athletic greens does not only that you can get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs so if you're on the road like denise is you can take it with you and you get that vitamin d one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in a convenient daily serving. Helps your health and digestion, especially with the gut. Supports a healthy immune system. Fills that nutritional gap in your diet. If you're not getting enough greens, you're not getting enough vitamins, or the one that you're taking just isn't absorbing as well. I take this every morning. It's helped me a lot with, with my energy. I'm uh, drinking caffeine much later now as opposed to earlier because of athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And they changed their formula over 50 times in the last 10 years. So every couple of months, they are adapting with science to make sure you get what you need. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's got less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs or nasty chemicals. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Got plenty of super chats about Seamus and Gunther 
Anthony Velasquez says, damn good show. That was the match of the night for me. I got to I gotta agree. That was match of the night for me, Denise. I agree completely. Flame says, did you hear the announcer called him Walter? They referenced the Walter chants, which I love. You can't just ignore them. They're there. So why treat the audience like they're stupid? Just reference them. It's okay. They should and just change it out. back because it's too complicated. Honestly, like it, it's too complicated. Ah. Come on, because they're going to keep chanting Walter so that every single time they're going to have to keep explaining it. And then what? We're going to be like two years down the line and we're still going to be getting Walter. <laughs> sure. Braun uh, Wagner says, seeing all the cheers for Seamus was genuinely great considering how underappreciated the man is. He's at this point now about, gosh, 13, 14 years into his run where like a whole generation of fans has watched him. Like if you are, for example... If you're in college right now, if you're a college age kid, probably the entire time you've watched wrestling, Sheamus has been on there. If you're an adult, well, you've watched in the last decade plus. Like he's he's just been around. We've got uh, Connor saying, Gunther and Sheamus was everything we knew it'd be, and then some. Sheamus needs to be talked about more when it comes to delivering big time matches. Like I could, I hope Sheamus doesn't retire like for ages if he can keep doing this. Let him be like America's Suzuki, where you just know he's going to beat the absolute brakes off of somebody. And uh, I'm glad to see him getting his getting some love. Torch Crawler says that Cole has been reborn the last six weeks. Raw commentary is still kind of rough, in my opinion. Well, yeah, that's because Jimmy Smith isn't a wrestling guy; he's an MMA guy. So the way that he was brought in was the Vince way. So I think it's going to be uh, a little more adaptable. Uh, for for Cole as opposed to Jimmy. Big thank you to Flame Inc. and Pastel the Bird for becoming Fightful members on YouTube. Tyler Young says, what in the heck is going on with Bray Wyatt? Well, I'll have uh, some sort of update on FightfulSelect.com after this show, but uh, he was not there. He was not planned, and that was that was not a thing. Like, that's not anything Fightful Select ever reported. Listen, I ain't going to toot my own horn, but if you ain't getting it from FightfulSelect.com, I don't know what you're doing. And, and hey, if it comes from somewhere else, we'll at least verify it. We'll work our best to verify it. Like Dave and, and Mike Johnson do incredible news, and almost everything they put out there is right. So uh, probably probably should lean on fellows like that instead. Sean, you should get your little uh, train sounds like Braun Strowman instead to my own horn. Choo-choo. Every time I you should. get us, every time one of your scoops is like validated or like confirmed oh or God, whatever, Denise. put a little like choo-choo. I don't have enough time in the day, Denise. <laughs> Ragov says, where do you apply to work at Fightful? LOL. Uh, you can email me. Uh, we're not hiring right now, but I'll keep I keep everything on file. I'll give you advice. Start your resume email off with, Sean, you're the greatest, and I just want to work with you. And I promise you, Sean, will look at your resume. <laughs> Probably won't. Uh, Kevin says, mixed bag show for me. Most in-ring was good to great. IC match humped, but didn't like the judgment and Roman finishes. And both big companies are not doing their women any favors right now. Well, let's talk about that match that Kevin just referenced. Liv Morgan defeated Shayna Baszler. Liv Morgan with some incredible tribute gear to Sherry Martell, who wore something very similar 30 years ago at SummerSlam 92. Shayna Baszler back in a main event position. RH says that Shayna should have won this, won this, which could have set up her and Ronda. Maybe it's just me, but Liv seemed to be going half speed throughout the match. I actually like the finish an awful lot. Uh, Shayna taking that on the top of her head. How did you feel about the match itself? At times, it felt like maybe there were some some rolls, some flips, some spins that we didn't necessarily need, but I didn't think this was bad or anything. 
I didn't think this was bad at all. In fact, this was uh, Liv Morgan's better match in terms, not like better as in like all oh, her other matches weren't good. No, 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 not like that. In terms of her, uh, in terms of her reign, like we, you know, we talked about the, her match at SummerSlam and how things didn't really play out and how they haven't really been helping the credibility of Liv Morgan, right? Like that's the thing they really need to work out with with Liv Morgan is really just adding more credibility to her reign. And I kind of feel like they were taking away from her versus actually adding to her. And this match today, this win, because I didn't honestly going into this one, I didn't really feel confident that Liv Morgan was actually going to come out winning there. I was very split 50 50. I didn't know which direction they were going to go in. Uh, truthfully, I did not. And so for me to actually see her get a clean win over uh, Shayna Baszler really just added so much to Liv Morgan and it made her feel a little bit more believable uh, as a champion and I think that's what they need to work on the only thing that I didn't like in this match just because I didn't really find it believable which was uh, Liv Morgan basically getting you know submissions in on Shayna Baszler when Shayna Baszler is obviously you know at another level with that. So for me, that was the only part where I had to suspend my disbelief in this match. Um, but other than that, I loved the finish. I thought it was exciting. I I, I was actually surprised when she got the three. Uh, I thought this did a lot of good for Liv Morgan. Call me crazy says I'm back. Liv Shayna match was all right. Happy she got a clean win for once. Hope her next pay-per-view defense is against uh, some other stars besides Ronda and Charlotte. Let her build herself up at Extreme Rules in a gimmick match. That's where I would have, like, the breakout. I would have her have a really physical match at Extreme Rules, and then a lot of people might be able to... Maybe something adjusts in her a little bit. Like, she's we've watched her for, like, years and years. I don't want her to be wide-eyed. Oh, I'm so lucky to be here. No, you're not. You're the champ. You're the best person in the division right now as far as that storyline is concerned. So I, I don't necessarily want to see, like, Grateful live anymore. I want to see Liv that's like, oh, yeah, you're really good. That's why you're world champion. Right. It's got to be – I feel like we got to see a change in her as champion. Like, it still feels like she's the same Liv from before she had the bout, and now it's just like the bout's there. But I think now she really needs to start, uh, you know, owning it, right? Like, owning and really bringing that confidence. And I think that having matches like this, though, is going to add to that. It's going to add to her confidence. Nicholas says, I expected Liv to beat Shayna. Sort of like how Liv changed her game up based on a different opinion. I expected Charlotte to return after to challenge Liv, but she didn't. Yeah, a lot of people that thought there were going to be a whole lot of returns uh, were just kind of left out in the cold. But, I mean, I, I cannot underscore this enough. It is very hard to keep, like, big returns a secret when you're flying over to a different continent. It is very, very difficult. And they still had a really, really good show, but... Uh, I think Liv's doing fine. Mr. CJ Lilly says people were slating Alexa's performance, but she was great. I didn't see any of that. Um, Triple H said that he will be talking with Bad Bunny very soon. That's good news. Bad Bunny's so, still on his tour, right? Or is he starting his tour? No, he's on his tour, right? Oh, the only reason I know this is because all my <laughs> friends are going to his tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, like one of my friends is even going to Las Vegas because she couldn't get tickets in LA. And I was like, damn, yeah. Bad Bunny really hot out here. <laughs> Michael Branson says, overall, I thought it was a great show. Enjoyed the Sixth Woman and Battle of Bloody Chess. Lots of finishes I didn't agree with, though. Love y'all. Well, we love you. And I greatly appreciate that. Um, we've got uh, Joel Woods saying, as you're aware, 
my history as a WWE guy watching this show the last month of the Triple H has really opened up my eyes to how much Vince deprived us from over the last year. So when I would get on here and people say, oh, why do you even care? Why do you even care? You know, not, you know, they're not going to make it better. It's because I knew they could. I've seen so much like and it doesn't take a ton. All it takes is, oh, let's make sense of this. Let's give somebody some wins before they get a title match. Let's reference this history let's do that it ain't hard as long as it makes sense i'm gonna want to enjoy it and what i saw out of vince mcmahon honestly for the i would say 95 percent of time the time since like oh five since after the cena and batista coronations that were great i saw really really lazy booking uh now there were some exceptions the nexus debut was incredible the cm punk Stuff was really good. The Shield, I thought that summer when they went to three hours, had some just unbelievably amazing wrestling. There were some really good things. Uh, Roman and Braun, uh, the SmackDown in 2016, I thought was really good. But about 95% of that booking that I saw was really bad. And now, honestly, Denise, probably about 90 to 95% of the booking that I'm seeing, I'm enjoying right now. Where do you stand on that side of the fence? It's getting better. I'm still not like, you know, leaping completely over like, oh my God, everything's so great again. Sure. <laughs> it's still getting there, you know, but I feel like it, it's, it's, for me to say that it hasn't gotten better would be an absolute lie because it has gotten drastically better. And we saw a lot of that. And I feel like that's the thing. Like when you say like, you know, we were sitting here through a lot of the stuff that was just like really bad for the last couple of months, like really, really bad. And I remember like we would come on and not be so thrilled about what happened on Raw, but the pay-per-views, I remember, I don't recall like ever really saying anything like feeling negative negatively towards any pay-per-view. And that's what kind of bummed me out was when we would have pay-per-views and they would go pretty well. And then we'd go to the show and it'd be like, not the difference was like night and day in terms of the quality that we were getting. So at least now it feels a little bit more along the same lines. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate it. Braun Wagner says, could you see Sheamus versus Gunther at Mania again? Yeah, I could. I could see them running that back and being like, okay. Uh, pretty pretty good uh, formula for success right there. Nicholas says, what a great show. Best PLE of the year, in my opinion. What do you think the odds of them coming back to the UK every year for one? I think they need to every year, Denise. If I were them, I'd be doing it every, uh, I think they do their, their touring every like April and October. I'd be doing them then. I'd do one at the end of each tour. Or maybe to kick off each tour. That would make an awful lot of sense. Then you can get some more asses in seats for the next couple of weeks that you're in the UK. But that's what I would do. I would come there. Maybe you don't do 50,000, 60,000. But you can do thirty to 40,000 twice a year. And the audience is going to be there for it. They're going to be white hot. To me, it makes an awful lot of sense when you've got a ton of fans that you're making every year for WrestleMania. And then they tune into this. And maybe it's an afternoon show and it's easier for them to watch. And they go, you know what? I enjoyed Mania. I'm going to watch Clash of the Castle here in April or something. And it's a fun environment and a good show. I think it made and makes an awful lot of sense to do one, at least one, but maybe even two there a year. Honestly, yeah, I think they definitely should because that's clearly, uh, I think today was a big indication that there was people that, you know, over there that were interested, wanted to go, wanted to be part of it, you know, they didn't want to, you know, it's been so long, they didn't want to miss out on that. So I feel like they definitely should. 
and I mean, the thing is, Rumble, you can sell out a stadium. Mania, you can sell one out two nights. Uh, probably SummerSlam, you can at least get some asses in seats, as we saw in Nashville. Maybe it wasn't as, as full as it could be, but you know you're going to get 30 to 40 at least in the UK. You know that you're going to have whatever your two Saudi shows are each year. Or each year. So then you got at least seven really big shows. And Nick Khan loves those big shows. He loves the big event, as he should. And when done right, WWE can hype one of those to make you go, okay, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, and every time I go to, like, WrestleMania, I always meet, like, a bunch of fans from the UK that always come travel for WrestleMania. And I'm like, damn, like, they literally have to, like, if you want to go, like, you have to travel. So it's like, you know, let that there let that be an option for them to actually be able to watch a show where they don't have to travel overseas for it, you know? Drek says, what a calendar year for Triple H. One year ago Thursday, he nearly died. Now he's leading a humongous change in WWE. I'm excited to wake up and work on Mondays. And I wouldn't say that I ever disliked it, but it was just like, well, we're talking about Raw. And there were times, Denise, where our Raw reviews ended in about 40 minutes and we spent the rest of the time talking about lockers or some other stuff. Like We would predict the show. I yeah. think at one point we were predicting everything that was going to happen. We got an incredible number of Fightful Select subscriptions because we would post the rundowns of what was going to happen before the show happened. And people just didn't want to watch Raw. So they would skip that, read the rundown, then watch our show. Like now I mean, They're going to blame you for the ratings, Sean. <laughs> they're going to blame you and say you're the oh, reason. Boy. You're the reason people weren't tuning in. And Simmons says Liv versus Shayna was a double-edged sword when it came to who win. But if Liv lost, I think the damage would have been worse to her character. I agree. You, you got to have some babyface champions win. It is important. Ray Mysterio and Edge defeated Judgment Day. Edge <laughs> Edge came out with his mask, and it looked a little funny, Denise. <laughs> I was like, Bless there's no way. Listen, I, I've wrestled in a mask before, and as I saw that, I was like, God, I hope he's not wrestling in that thing. Because that was <laughs> that was for fashion. That was not for functionality. That much I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, my God. Uh, that thing looked a little a little wild, but you know, the intentions were good. Edge is definitely trying things. He's, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know how to say it. I'm just going to say, it. I feel like he's at the age right now where he's realizing like how good life is. And he's like, I'm just going to enjoy it to the fullest. Screw it. I'm going to have fun. And I kind of feel like that's what he's been doing lately. Well, this match was, it was fun. It was what it was. It's you're not gonna have a bad match with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. They're so goddamn good, but they were here to kind of give the audience a feel good moment with Edge and Rey Mysterio winning. Uh, we saw Rhea try to get involved, that didn't end up working. But Edge and Rey had to win this. I think the, for the crowd again, not just one generation, like two generations of wrestling fans have watched these guys. Uh, Rey popped up on the scene in '95, '96 in America. Edge popped up in 98. Now, granted, there was a generation that kind of missed Edge, but still, they know who he is. He's been on TV. He's referenced an awful lot. I thought this was a fun match, a good match. It's what you would expect, and it's a it's a perfectly fine match to have on the pay-per-view. I, I got to say that Finn Balor and Damian Priest, even though they haven't been protected, every time it's in the ring, they're killing it every single time. 
I thought the match was okay. I did think it could be a little bit better because when I got when I went back and tried to think of any no, really like sm- notable moments edge besides the, the, the edge six one nine the five one nine like Corey Graves said God <laughs> Corey that, buried it he, and he rightfully should it was yes. terrible it was not good <laughs> it was a terrible six one nine um that's why I said bless Edge's heart you know and all of that maybe like here's the thing like he should probably just stick to the greatest hits and all but at the same time. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. You try to 619, might as well get it out there, right? But aside from that, I'm like, okay, there was a spot where Priest and, and the barricade and his balls and all of that. That I, that's, that. I remember that a lot because Priest's facial he expressions. It. He was and great. the sound effects that he gave. He was like, <laughs> he, he sold the hell out of it. I loved it. Priest was the highlight of this match for me. Well, <laughs> until Denise. Dominic kicked Edge right in the penis so hard that his shoes fell off, Denise. (laughs) Listen, you hit me in the balls at GCW, but you kept your shoes on. (laughs) And then after that, Ray's like, what the hell? And then Dominic uncorks what I think is the best offensive move I've ever seen him do. He walloped Ray with that clothesline. Just he did. Just clocked him. Good. I'm glad because he had to. Okay, here's the thing. So I had to watch this on freaking clips because I left to go get my food Aww. right when the turn happened. And then I saw on Twitter, I was like, oh man, I missed it. So I had to watch the clip afterwards. But uh uh <laughs> Here, I have some some issues that I want to get out first and foremost. First of all, I agree with you. The clothesline was so much better than given what we've seen from Dominic. I think this clothesline was like, I didn't know he had it in him. Good for him. Uh, precise penis kicking skills. Good job, Dominic. Um, but in terms of, uh, I, I do want to say, we need to stop with this whole kid stuff. The man is 25 years old, okay? He's 25. I had tweeted LeBron had 15,000 points by 25. Why are they calling him a kid? They need to stop with the he's a confused kid type of thing because if there's they're they're, they're stunt like I don't want to say they're stunting his growth. That doesn't sound right, but like they're holding they're all okay look dominic needs all the help that he can get right now okay and his presentation and everything okay commentary needs to stop calling him a kid all right he's a man already they could have even said like he went from a kid to a man afterward no actually not really after he just was father i don't know they could have come up with something instead of being this confused kid at 25 years old so that was the one thing that i did have an issue with but other than that i'm like all right we all knew this was eventually going to happen it finally did uh it's got to be for the better because Dominic really needs to get an edge to him. He needs to like start growing some facial hair, get it out there. I don't know, wear some black clothes. Uh, he needs to just like edge it up completely. I want Dominic to be a snotty brat. I want him to be like, it's my birthright to have all this stuff. Everybody wants to hate him. Everybody wants to hate him as is. So make him a snotty brat. Have him watch Eddie and Art Bar in Mexico. And, and like the way that they were, I mean, he's already got the, the goddamn hair down uh, from, from what they did back then uh, with Los Gringos Locos. But have him watch that because the mannerisms, you want to echo that of some of the best heels. And I think those, that, those are a couple of really good ones that he could draw inspiration from considering uh, the connection that Eddie had to his family. But damn, 
it, about time. I'm at least interested to see what they do. And it's not going to be hard either to do that. It's going to be a very easy thing for people to be like, fuck this guy, you know, and, yeah. and it's going to be it's going to be believable because let's be real. Everybody says that everybody says that's why Dominic is there. And until he proves us uh, the fans otherwise, people are still going to keep saying that. So you might as well lean into it. Ragov says, notice that everyone that came out first lost, but Luis uh, notes that Edge and Ray came out first and won. Flame says, I thought Edge was El Generico with that mask. No, <laughs> probably ain't seeing that. I think eventually we'll probably see like some sort of Generico thing in, in WWE, I think. Like, 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 you know, Sammy getting one over on somebody. DDM says, Seamus versus Gunther gave what it needed to give. Walter is such a special attraction. I feel his hits through the screen. Rollins is the GOAT. Well, that's what we're about to talk about uh, after these, after uh, we, we get a little bit more into Carl saying, Dom turned on Ray to become a sub. Listen, sometimes in life you got to make sacrifices. Sometimes being around your family isn't the best bet. And listen, if Dom wants to be Rhea's sub and has to disown his own father, I say more power to the man. Good decision. Leonza Duncan says, I love the Judgment Day reaction after the turn. They were just laughing in the background. You're just like, ah. that, that was good. I blame Ray Mysterio for all of this. Yes. He needed to whip Dominic into shape. All right. You're, and then Dominic wouldn't have been misbehaving this way. Are you implying that Ray should have spanked his son? Bro, he should have gotten him with the cinto, I, with listen, the chancla. We know everything. anything. If we know anything about Dom these days, it's that he loves getting spanked. Uh, Gritty says an early match or return predictions for extreme rules. Curious how they can possibly follow up this card if showing. I wouldn't doubt that maybe Drew gets another crack at it. I hope. Pass. I mean, Pass. yeah, that's the thing. He lost, but I mean, he lost with an excuse. It's just, I want them to get away from rematch, rematch, rematch. You know what I mean? Um, so I think maybe cross Drew is the next step, but how does Drew not want to go after Solo? So I think maybe that one happens. But I want to get a title on Raw. Get a freaking title on Raw. I'm so sick of this shit. Call Me Crazy says, remember when we didn't believe Liv would hold the title this long? Crazy. So proud of her. Side note, how many people have kicked out of Oblivion? I don't know. If that's the uh, the reverse STO in the corner or on the ropes, I think a couple people have, but I'd have to look. But I, I was expecting her to hold the title for this long. They had to. After yeah. all of that, after all of that, they couldn't just make her like a one-night champion or something. Well, after all that, we finally got Rollins Riddle. FightfulSelect.com had reported last month they were moving the match and that uh, it would happen at Clash of the Castle. But you know what else you've seen at Fightful Select? This is just since, oh, we'll say Thursday, Denise. Right now, you got Alex and Kate Sour Graps Clash of the Castle review. I had uh, a story on a bunch of name changes. We had the rundown for Clash of the Castle, a bunch of backstage notes. Uh, we had Figure Hall today. That weekly series is ending, but there's over 60 in the archives. We had the Clash of the Castle pre-show with Rob Wilkins. He's going to do one for All Out as well. We had early uh, notes from the Swerve Strickland interview with Grapsity. I had uh, Raw Notes, producers, uh, news on the 24-7 title, and Shelton Benjamin last night. Uh, we had Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie yesterday with Dennis Farrell. I had news on another former WWE star coaching at the PC. Had my live Q&A yesterday. Had some clarification regarding the Malachi Black 
uh, release rumors and release request rumors. Also shot down the, the rumor that Miro asked for his release. We had a bunch of AEW, WWE news about uh, Morrissey, who's been producing women's matches in w- or AEW. Uh, Solo Sokoa, we had another note on him before his debut. We had Ask Grapsity, the Grapsity Q&A two days ago. We had uh, the news as it happened that Bobby Fish's deal in AEW was not being renewed. We had Eddie Gav- or Eddie Kingston, Sammy Guevara news. That's two, two or three days ago, plus the full gear location. By golly, FightfulSelect.com. It is only $5 a month. And I saw somebody today say, well, I can't get it in Iran. Well, yes, you can, my friends, because we got something else that can help you out. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. This graphic is wrong. I'm going to put up the updated one. Why is it wrong, you say? Well, because you don't get one month free. You get four months free with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, the fastest VPN in the world. The one I use every single day, it works on all of your devices. You get that online threat protection to block you against uh, malware, block you against annoying pop-up ads, among other things. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps you uh, stay safe on that unsecured Wi-Fi when you're traveling like our friend Denise is right now. And again, four months free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your virtual location with just one click. You're able to get AEW+, get the WWE Network back. You can do what I do. I get UFC pay-per-views much more affordably as a result. And my NordVPN uh, subscription pays for itself as a result. With all the money that I save with all these other services, you end up paying for NordVPN.com slash Fightful itself. But you're not, not the next four months you don't because it's free for four months. Thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I use this every single day. I love it. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. We got Seth freaking Rollins against Matt Riddle. Here's to hoping that they keep Matt Riddle's first name and drop Seth Rollins' new middle name, freaking. So I love the finish to this. It was the stomp from the second rope. I loved Riddle's kickouts, barely getting his shoulder up. There was a lot of violence in this match. I feel like considering the nature of what we've seen between these two referencing family, I would have started it and had it continue a much different way. This a lot of times felt more like a pro wrestling match than a, than two guys that we have seen not wanting, not being able to be around each other without being pulled apart. That being said, I enjoyed it very much. It's just, especially if you watch it in a vacuum, I enjoyed it an awful lot. But how'd you feel about this match? Yeah, I agree with you too, especially when earlier in the day we saw, you know, Gunther and Sheamus literally kill each other in 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 a fight, like in a fight. You know, they were killing each other. And I do think like with the stuff that was being mentioned about uh Matt Riddle's wife and just all of that and again the parking lot brawl, all of the brawling that they've done, it would have made sense to do something like that, but however, I loved this match though. I was a big fan of this match and I think mainly for me the reason why I liked it was just that uh uh, you know, I think they told a good story where it was like they both 
like they both knew what to expect from the other person, especially Matt Riddle, you know, going in and countering and finding different ways to get out of, uh, you know, turn, you know, turn things around that Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins normally does. Seth Rollins, you know, doing the bro Derek, you know, all of those little things that they did for me just kind of like added to this, uh, it added to the story, but like in a different way though. So I personally was a huge fan of this especially towards the end with the finish with it really being like matt riddle kind of getting like you know his 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 anger and his frustration getting in his own way and this leads me to believe that we're gonna start to see a change in the matt riddle persona like i don't know if we're gonna keep seeing this like jolly happy you know Matt Riddle that we're getting I kind of have a feeling that we're going to start seeing maybe uh, more of the you know what I'm pissed off I don't like the way things ended with Seth Rollins and I think that may you know take a toll on him for a bit and I'm curious to see how they're going to because he can't he can't come back like on Monday and be like bro and be like super chill about it no I don't know Seth Rollins was literally cursing in his face like telling him you're a loser this is why your wife left you look I mean look at Judgment Day they've been in a feud with Edge and Ray for months and they were just giggling and he he and after they lost just because of dom and then look at drew mcintyre doing fucking karaoke after he lost the, the biggest match of his career arguably uh but I, that's the one thing i hope that that triple h rectifies pretty quickly because that was a little ridiculous um kieran says loved rollins and riddle i got huge brett sean vibes they could have kept this there they should keep this feud going maybe a little more aggressiveness by the end of it. It did feel like, like I felt like these two guys would want to beat each other up more than just beat each other. You know what I mean? And by the end, it felt like that. Um, or it didn't necessarily feel like that. Anti and brick says, when does Seth Roman happen again? I think eventually that's probably a mania match as well. Like considering their history together, that's something you can build and, and do at a mania as well. KE775 says, I'm dying on the hill that Seth should take one of the titles from Roman and fly the flag for Raw in 2023. Well, I also wouldn't be opposed to that, especially, I mean, I could understand if some people were like, oh, well, Cody could beat Rollins again for it and like always have his number. I think there's a story there. But also I think Cody's probably the person to beat Roman Reigns after two years and the the story that's going on there. What do you think about Rollins possibly winning the title or Roman dropping it before Cody? Well, that's the thing, too. Like, especially after the way that things played out today, it's like, well, the moment is not like it's not just about like Cody being like Cody, like just uh, it, it, the moment is, you know, Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns now, I think at this point. And I know that we're going to go, uh, you know, a while till we see that it's going to be a while. But I feel like at this point, that's the big moment that we're kind of waiting for. Like, I feel like even though you could do it and tell the story with it being Seth Rollins after today, I feel like, well, you might as well just wait and do it and have Cody do it. Ray O says the number one duo in sports infotainment. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Well, uh, Denise went and won the tag team titles of Quizzlemania with somebody. Wait, wait, no, she didn't. She won the interim, 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 interim titles. I was going to say, so did you. I didn't try to. I I had picked you. You weren't there that day. You didn't even ask me. Don't even act. You, you were weren't available. Like, no, you this weren't is available. No, that, that's not true, Sean. That's not true. You were like, oh, who can I? Muted. Um, I did ask Dan Housen before you as well. But anyway. That was, <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Sean. This is what I mean. I get zero credit for these shows. Muted. Jay Party says. 
What if, or actually says, I know we're not on Roman yet, but Seth should end Roman's reign at Survivor Series. Cody wins at Rumble. Seth Cody at Mania. Roman Rock at Mania. Yeah, I, do, I don't think that Roman Reigns and The Rock needs a title. To me, head of the table, tribal chief of that family is enough stakes to, to lean into that with. So I'm I'm okay with that. Ryan says, what a phenomenal show. Love the finish to Reigns and Drew. Roman being a smart heel with a backup plan with Paul and the Usos not being through was a great way to debut solo. Great stuff. Well, let's talk about it. Broken Dreams was back, Denise. I love this too. I thought that they built this incredibly well. By the time that match started and I heard that crowd, I said, okay, Drew probably should win this. Drew probably will win this. But Broken Dreams is such a phenomenal way to sort of start this. That was really nice. I thought it was a very, it it added to the moment, you know, a whole person's, a whole man's journey to getting, you know, making his dreams come true, getting this big moment. It was really nice. I really liked it with the video clip and everything. Such a such a great thing to to have there. And then the match starts and Drew got an incredible ovation. Just an amazing ovation. Roman Reigns got booed. I loved it. They were all there for, for Drew McIntyre. Uh, we do have some notes uh, courtesy of D Vargas, DNC Digital on Twitter. He says that Triple H said that they had people from 42 countries come to the show. 78% of the people were, were outside of Wales. Um, yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns said, acknowledge me, then leaves after he got asked one <laughs> question. Uh, Gunther put over Sheamus big time. Seth says it's the star's privilege to go out and perform in front of the fans. And uh, says they're living their dreams, being able to do a lot of this stuff, even though it's hard work. A lot of great uh, details over there. Uh, but also brings up Tyson Fury, who was ringside, as was Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Tyson says uh, he's got plenty of fights for the next few years, but never say never about joining WWE. Triple H says the door is open. Well, the door was open because Austin Theory came out, and then we got it, Denise. Tyson and Austin! Tyson and Austin! Tyson Fury knocked out Austin Theory. And when I saw this, Denise, after what was already a really good, it felt like, honestly, like a 99 to 2000 WWF main event, like like very sports entertainment, we it got a bit overbooked for me. Cross is out there, Scarlet's out there, Sokoa's out there, Theory's running out. There's Tyson Fury, a little overbooked, but we got the Tyson Fury thing there, and I thought Austin Theory was about to cash in and get pinned by Drew. How did you feel when that happened? Because that's what I thought was was going down. Dude, I have so much to say about this. I don't even know where to begin, man. First and <laughs> foremost, I already know people are going to be pissed. And to truthfully, I don't really care because it's my opinion. Wow. And I'm allowed to have a goddamn opinion. First and foremost, the beginning of this match was incredibly boring. I'm sorry. I that's did not fine. like it. I was, I was bored. I was literally watching this match and thinking about Roman Reigns' beard, okay? And that was... That was that, whatever. Then the match continued, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, it's starting to pick up. It's getting a little better. They're obviously going a long time. Give it time, Denise. You know, I'm, t I'm working myself into getting into this match, right? And so there's a point where I start to get into interested in it. And here's the thing. Going into it, I thought, I don't care who wins. Roman wins. Drew wins. I'm cool with it. But after, uh, I just feel like the, the moment and everything that they did and just like – 
all of it. I thought, you know what? They need to give it to Drew here. This feels like a moment for Drew that he should have, right? Okay, whatever. So then we have the Austin Theory moment when he came out. And I got to tell you, I thought, let me just see where this is going because I was not expecting him to actually win. I was expecting everything else but him actually winning. So him actually cashing it, having a successful cash-in was not in my predictions at all. So when he comes in and he gets knocked the hell out by Tyson, let me tell you, when he did this, I marked so hard for this. Like, so hard, especially because right after that, we had, like, this near-fall moment with Roman and Drew where we thought, like, oh, my God, this is it. This is over. And then it didn't happen i'm thinking okay like this is it like we're there's there they they did something with theory that i wasn't expecting and so i got really invested at this point at this point i'm already going all right this is there like we're gonna have this moment and then you know what the hell happened sean this is ex when I freaking felt like a fly that went into a goddamn house, had two seconds to look around, and I just got smacked right into a goddamn wall and died. That's exactly what this main event finish felt like. It was a terrible finish. I'm sorry. I hated it. I thought it was awful. Solo Sokoa coming in. I'm sorry, but Solo Sokoa is not a big star. They didn't know who it was. This they, was they... supposed to Exactly. So you're telling me that I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, it's Solo Sokoa. I watch NXT 2.0 every week and I didn't care that Solo Sokoa came in during this. I'm thinking, oh my God, whatever. Okay, so he has this moment. He's going to help out Roman Reigns. Fine, whatever. But for this to be directly the cause for for the way that, the, that this all ended, I'm sorry. But it was a very, very like crappy ending it completely deflated me uh way overbooked exactly. way overbooked like what why did we need cross and scarlet there that was I, like that to me wasn't even the pro like it and yeah I mean, it added to it but like just just like eliminate that sure right um i mean i thought this was just massively overbooked and am i excited solisco is coming up hell yeah that, that's cool that's fine but damn, this was just way over. And and they still, despite that, they had a match I was entertained by. Um, it's just, it seemed like a slam dunk for them. Yeah. And instead they, they just, instead of a slam dunk, they lobbed the ball about like six rows deep and said, eh. I'm going home. That's what I'm saying. What moment is bigger? Solo Sokoa coming in and making his debut or having this like triumphant like victory for Drew McIntyre or something like that. Obviously, the Drew McIntyre thing would have been bigger. And if they were going to still have Roman Reigns win, cool. But I would have liked it for it to happen in a different way, in a way that, you know what? I didn't feel like I got, you know, I, I didn't want to feel like I got this massive tease and then completely felt let down afterwards. I would have liked for it to be like, you know what? Yeah, Drew McIntyre lost, and this moment would have been great, but you know what? Damn, that match was good. Respect. Let's continue on with what Roman Reigns is doing. I didn't feel that way after this match. I felt like, uh, oh, my God, like they really just like sucked. The you could see it, too, in the entire audience. The entire reactions were just like, oh, like, really? This just happened with this big show? Like, when you, when these people go back and think about, like, 30 years since they've had a pay-per-view there and they're expecting something drastic and awesome to happen. I don't necessarily think that they really got something like that. Aside from that really great Sheamus Gunther match, I don't really feel like they got memorable moments that are going to carry on uh, and really mark the show as a, as a special show. I don't think that they got those kinds of moments, truthfully.
And then I will talk about the karaoke in a second. Uh, yeah, we've got lots of super chats about this. Go ahead and get them in. Super chats, humper chats. We would greatly appreciate it. Just Joe says he's boycotting WWE, sick of Roman as champion. I think he's a great champion. I think he's one of the better of the of our era. But uh, Omar says, SRS, in your honest opinion, do you think Cross is the one? If you mean the one to beat Roman, no, I don't. I do think he is way better than anybody gives him credit for. Punks or Punks says, that was the wrong finish in my opinion. Good for Solo, though. I'm very happy for Solo. He's very good and should be on the main roster. Mod says, I'll say it now and, and leave. Ending was awesome. I disagree. I thought it was overbooked, especially the ending ending. BB says, late. Heartbroken for Drew. Great show, though. Drew has been campaigning for this event for so long. They had finally built it up. They had done a situation that made sense. They could have had him win one title. They could have had a triple threat. They could have had Austin Theory cash in and he pinned him if they didn't want to pin Roman. There were ways to do it besides the overbooked mess. It's just when you take all the overbooked spots out of it, I really enjoyed what we saw. It's just it was it was a lot. Joel says it seems as if Drew was gaining momentum. With Roman defeating him, is it now clear Cody Rhodes is the one? It seems pretty clear to me, Denise. I mean, at this point, it has to be. There's no other option. And if you, yeah, it's got to be Cody at this point. <clears throat> Joel Wood says, I hope they do address something. Solo Sokoa's whole NXT character was about his family abandoning him. I hope they don't pretend that never happened. Oh, Roman Reigns can just address that. He's like, well, we, we were busy putting food on your table. The table that I'm the head of, et cetera, et cetera. Like that was, it's very easy. That's a one line explanation. And then all of a sudden, Solosco is like, okay, that makes sense. Matt says, great show. Listening to the post show before GCW tonight, SRS and Denise. Who do you guys think eventually dethrones Roman sitting out Chicago to watch Fightful? Let's say if they had to pick somebody besides Cody, because we've said that and I want to give him his money's worth. Who do you think it'd be? I. I know there was a moment for that last SmackDown match where it was Roman and Riddle, where I kind of wanted it mm -hmm. to be Riddle. And if I kind of wanted it then, I think if they told another really, if they worked up a good story, I, I feel that I could get behind that again. I think it'd be Rollins, if if anybody. Pastel says, four or five uh, star classic turned into a three and a half by a bad ending. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I, I'm with you. Like it really affected my enjoyment. The ending, the aftermath, the overbooking. Jay Party says, Do you think the titles will be split before Survivor Series? I'm sure USA Network wants that because they don't have a champion on their show. Roman doesn't show up there. Um, we've got SRS Wilson saying WWE can't help themselves. They love the heat that Drew, when Drew loses, calling it at Mania. Cody beats Roman. Theory cashes in, swipes the titles. They love the heat. <laughs> I don't think we'll see nearly as much booking for heat under this regime. And we didn't see as much of it under the, the current, uh, under uh, of late. Prove me wrong, man, because I don't feel too confident no more. Had you sure. asked me yesterday, I would be like, yeah, I totally agree with that. Right now at 4.49 p.m. Central Time, nah, bro, I don't feel that confident right now. Sean says, when does Roman Cody happen? <clears throat> I think it could happen. Uh, maybe maybe you could do night one mania, night two mania with something like that. But if they can't do rock Roman, you do Roman Cody. God, I really hope they do rock Roman though. I've already gotten my hopes up for that. So yeah. my hopes are way too high. They're going to get smashed down. 
Chris says, Denise is my wrestling spirit animal right now. Thank you. Chad says, how do you feel about wrestlers <laughs> who are getting pinned, looking up at the refs counting before a kickout? Very noticeable in WWE lately. Um, yeah, I, I've never been a big fan of that. You should kind of rely on the cadence a little bit more. But I think the ref should physically count out loud the pin too. I think that helps an awful lot because in my experience, sometimes when there would be miscommunications when I was in the ring with somebody and they would they'd have their shoulder down too long or up too early is because they would hear the ref like go to the mat and they would think that was one when they weren't looking. And then by the time two or the, the one count came around, they would be ready to kick out. If the ref is down there and he goes one, two, that helps them out a little bit more than just hearing that other thud. But yeah, that should be adjusted. When are we going to talk about the aftermath? I'm really excited to talk about when, it. When we get through these super chats that, that are great <laughs> people, our beautiful people here uh, paid to see. Leave a thumbs up on this video, by the way, guys. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to have some very like out of the left field Bray Wyatt news um, coming up on Fightful Select. In Simmons says it should be Sami Zayn. Once the bloodline betrays him, it's an easy story and the crowd will go crazy. Listen, I would I, go nuts. I would go nuts too. I was there. I, I mean, I was I experienced the Sami Zayn beating Neville thing, and I thought that was a great one of the greatest matches I ever saw. That would be a wild one. You would have some of those uh, internet nerds that are like, hey, it's not believable. It's fake. It ain't real. Movies aren't real either. Um yeah. I think just because Sami Zayn is funny does mean that he's not believable because he's had exactly. incredible damn matches. And I would say that he would be a believable person. Redman asked what your go-to karaoke song is. I saw her sing uh, Blank Space. I've only sang karaoke once, so Blank Space it is. That was my first time doing karaoke. Wow, Sean. you did good too. Bro, I lost my voice that day. Fortunately. Ragov says, have to agree with Denise here. Returning after 30 years ended up just being a pay-per-view besides Gunther and Sheamus. Yeah, maybe I was a little more excited for it. Maybe that's it. Leonza says, to me, showing Cross and Scarlet front row felt like what UFC does, basically showing he's watching and is next in line. That's true, but he got involved a little bit. And to me, it it sort of took away from the other stuff that happened. Uh, by, by the way, Leon Edwards is also there from UFC, UFC champion. Emily Duda says another seven months of Roman's part-time bland. Acknowledge me BS to get to Cody Roman is going to be insufferable. Tonight was a mistake. Yeah. I don't want to miss in pay-per-views anymore, Denise, like get the, get the titles on the show or get one of them off of him. I mean, if they didn't do it, if they didn't do it tonight, when are they going to do it? This was the night to do it. Chad Zuver says any word on when the draft will be. Um, well, we had reported on FightfulSelect.com that internally USA didn't have it on their schedule. They're assuming maybe around Mania time. Rock the Mike says, great show. Drew is the guy to defeat Roman, in my opinion, but not now. Drew beating him in LA the night after Mania, the night after Roman beats Rock. Now that's the payoff. Whew, to me, if Roman beats the Rock, I don't think the title needs to be on the line. You do not need because nobody believes that the Rock is going to beat him. And if he does, boy, that was... Uh, promotional malpractice Patrick i just can't wait like i've already imagined it in my head you know yeah. rocks music hits that's it patrick asked if there it. was a bulldog brett match level match um i wouldn't put gunther and sheamus to brett bulldog levels but it was the best match watcher says roman losing the title while the usos are still champs would have been weird if they had lost the tag titles prior drew should have won 
Drew losing in the UK still feels off, but not that bad. Uh, to the contrary, I think that the Usos still having their titles while Roman doesn't makes for a very interesting dynamic there. I think that would be, uh, I think that would be kind of interesting. Heartless says at this point it's best to split the titles. Roman versus uh, one on Raw and one SmackDown start Survivor Series. Make it a big show with two nights, one or two fights, one night. Um, I think there's a creative way they can do it without Roman even getting pinned for a while until the guy you want to pin Roman pins him. Because what I don't want them to do is have Cody beat him and then Cody lose one of the titles the next month. You know, like like they were doing with Becky, where Becky dropped one of the titles immediately after. Or, hey, Ultimate Warrior wins both the titles. Well, what happens? He vacates one. All right, cool. Uh, even, even Hammerstone, big title unification. What happens? He vacates one. Well, yeah, because you backed yourself into a corner. We got Whitney Evans saying the way commentary kept talking about the bloodline not being there felt like something was going to happen, but didn't expect Solo in the match. Didn't need it. I thought Theory or, or Fury was going to screw him over, but didn't happen. Rock the Mic says, great show. Right, we actually read that one. Uh, Aaron says, you think the fans will turn on Cody the same way they turned on Roman and Cena when they realized Co Co Cody is the company chosen one? Well, that's a lot different, Denise, because Cody literally wrestled there for six, seven years, went away, got over, helped start another company, came back when he could have stayed there and been a made man. It's it's way different than them just being like, here's this guy, take him or leave him. Well, here's the thing about that. I'm not saying that they, I don't, I feel like I can't outright say that they would turn on him because I could see that being a possibility. But I will say this though. I feel that him wrestling that, uh, the Hell in a Cell match with Seth with the freaking torn peck and the way that, you know, he, the condition that he looked in, I think, uh, that was very memorable. And I think he earned a lot of the people's respect after that. So I feel like if, if they turn on him, it's going to be like a, a, a while though. Like it would have, there would have to be some specific reasons, I feel. Sal says to those disappointed there weren't any big returns, give it time, be patient, just happy, uh, be happy where any of these free agents want to go. Well, I, I can't, I can't even tease what I'm about to say because I'm like, eh, maybe more avenues than than recent weeks. But uh, fightfulselect.com very shortly. And a reminder what? after this, <laughs> after this review, head over to fightfulselect.com. Not only will I have that very unusual interesting bray news um sour graps is going on right now as well but then it happened um tyson fury came in the ring i thought he was gonna punch drew or we were gonna start a feud or something and they sang american pie and talked about their feelings uh shucky ducky says stop complaining about singing it's post-show fun no Jamie says closing out the show with a sing-along for Drew was a worse ending than Lex Luger's celebration at SummerSlam. Yeah, when he won by like DQ or count out or whatever. Count out. Wow, Denise. Look, we're Sean, we're all about fun. We're always having fun on here, man. I feel I feel we, we're we fun. like we're fun we people. like to have fun, yeah, as they say. We're yeah. fun people, but this was terrible. It was terrible. I, I, I got to agree with Joel. It, it felt like they were just killing time while the production truck got that, that video package done. 
I kept thinking to myself, this is clearly something that I don't know about. I'm like, is this a UK thing? Like, is there something that I don't know about? And I was looking at the crowd's reactions and everybody had the same, the, I don't know what's going on face. And I figured, well, clearly I'm not the only person out of the loop right now, but this felt really weird. It made Drew McIntyre look silly that he just lost this big match and is out here singing it was weird yeah aftermath says great impersonation of srs when do we see you impersonate denise how long does roman hold the title maybe until survivor series oh i think probably till next year at this point um i will i will get denise at some point i will get my birthday there you go that was Uh, my birthday gift to you (laughs) yeah it was um david wilkins was not satisfied with the theory fury thing but c says the ending of the drew match was so bad him singing to the crowd after losing looked stupid it would have meant more if he actually won that's the thing denise if drew won hell yeah sing break dance for all i care like no yeah sean what this was was them knowing that the crowd was hoping for Drew to win and they wanted the crowd to go home feeling happy. So, well, we're not going to change our finish. So what can we do? Let's sing and have everybody forget everything. This kind of felt like, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. Like they were trying to send the crowd home uh, on a happy note and they figured, well, let's sing a song and everybody will be happy. Yeah. As it turns out, no, there are some people that (laughs) liked it and that's okay. That's, that's you're right i'm sure uh david says what sammy status in the bloodline looking like after solo's call up oh there's gonna be some issues there we got the kevin owens integration i'm very excited about that as well but i just didn't think this was uh i didn't think this was it with there was a lot that went wrong with this moment joel said sean did you do the did you just tease more returns than do that shady i'm not telling thing again no i did not tease more returns that was not what i was teasing uh however on monday last monday i did report on fightfulselect.com where they're fightfulselect.com it's five dollars denise it's great that braun Strowman. uh they had interest in him and hey guess what he's coming back todd star says i much more enjoy a seven match pay-per-view starting at 1 p.m <laughs> Then a 15-match pay-per-view ending at 1 a.m. Brother, I'm with you. If I were AEW, I would have put all, I don't know, I probably would have done maybe nine matches and taken six of those and spread them out across Dynamite and Rampage. I do not need a 15-match show. I don't care what company it is. Do a two-night pay-per-view for the love of God. Denise? Yes. We're done. Uh, Tell the people where they can find you. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo, where I posted that I hated the finish. So good luck to my mentions. They're going to be a nightmare. So uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, But either way, uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. On Twitter, I'm almost at 80K. So if you guys want to come, you know, see some wrestling stuff or Sean Ross app impersonations, they're up there. Um, And then YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be since I post all of my interviews and additional content there as well. And I post all of the links to everything else that i do on twitter and all of that guys i'm here i'm here every day i'm also over at fightfulselect.com we did a story today about uh brian danielson signing tree semen 
which is very important. You need to go read it at Fightful.com. Thank you guys so much. We're back for All Out tomorrow. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.